Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. You want to pump your body and expand your mind? There's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. You just found the world's number one fitness, health, and entertainment podcast. This is Mind Pump, right? Today's episode, we talk about New Year's resolutions. We give you six that you can actually accomplish that will also have profound impacts on your overall health. So it's a great episode. Now, this episode is brought to you by one of our sponsors, Felix Gray. They make blue light blocking glasses that look good and that are clear so they don't change the color of everything, and they help you sleep better. Go check them out. Go to felixgrayglasses.com. That's F-E-L-I-X-G-R-A-Y glasses.com forward slash mind pump. Also, it's January. It's a big month for fitness. Lots of people getting into working out, people trying to lose weight. Well, here's what we did. We took our workout programs and created three workout program bundles that we think will be appropriate for most people. The first bundle is the new to weightlifting bundle. This one includes Map Starter, Maps Anabolic, and Maps Anywhere. The second bundle is the Body Transformation Bundle, which is Maps Anabolic, Maps Performance, and Maps Aesthetic. And then the third bundle is the New Year Extreme Intensity Bundle, which is Map Split, Maps Powerlift, uh, Maps Hit, Map Split, and Maps Powerlift. By the way, all bundles include Maps Prime for free. Now check this out. Every single one you will save, all those bundles I just said, you'll save between $300 to $350. This is one of the biggest promotions of the year that we do. So you got to check this out. And each bundle will take you between six to nine months. So you got all your workouts planned out for you for the next six to nine months. months. Go check it out. Go to mapsjanuary.com. All right, here comes the show. Happy New Year. It's 2023. In today's episode, we're going to talk about six New Year's resolutions you can actually accomplish. And all of these uh, are going to pay you back in dividends. All right, so. I like what we did here. Yeah. I like that we're, we're, going, to, um, we're going to address like the, the entire health sphere. Yes, I'm right. so glad you said that because people think of health, they think of like just working out and diet. Right. But health is like so many things, um, you know, encompass health. And uh, we're going to cover, I guess, topics or things you can do in each of the main realms of health. And what we tried to do is we tried to pick things that were, that would give you uh, payback, mm -hmm. but were also things that you could probably accomplish. So it's not like we went on here and we said, you're going to work out five days a week, for example, yeah. right? If you're not working out at all, you don't all, have that's... to learn calculus. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, these are very simple things that will go a long ways if you actually like take those steps and implement them. Well, yes. don't you guys think too, that's the the strategy of this as we go through all of these, were there six? Is there six we did? Yeah. The six of these that we go through, because some people might be like, oh, that's so basic or that's so, I think that that's the secret in this being successful is I think if, if I could break down the the single biggest mistake that I see uh, clients or people make when they set New Year's resolution is setting it too big. Yep. You know, and 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 overwhelming their themselves with 
things that they're not going to consistently do. So I think the secret sauce is to address these six areas that we're going to talk about and then actually making a very uh, simple target that you can accomplish and then build on that. So that doesn't mean that, oh, because we talk about this, you know, walking for, let's say, you know, five minutes doesn't mean that you don't build on on that and and maybe eventually do 20 or in a half hour right. hour but starting with these these small obtainable goals and then building the momentum. idea here is to pick things that are going to give that are going to provide you some value that also are somewhat challenging so that it's got meaning uh because if there's no challenge it doesn't mean anything right if it's like just too easy it doesn't really mean anything to you but also and this is the biggest consideration is things that i can do i can maintain because like speaking to weight loss, for example, um, every year in the beginning of the year, millions and millions and millions of Americans actually accomplish weight loss. A lot of people lose weight every single year. The problem is the vast majority. When I say vast majority, it's like 90%. I think the statistics are over 85% of the people, of people who lose weight gain it back Mm -hmm. within the first year or two. And I bet if we stretch that out to like five years, it's probably 95%, right? So the most important consideration is not necessarily, is this a big goal that's going to like change everything or whatever? It's okay, can I stick to this? Is because that's the, that's the most important thing. Because yep. think of it this way. If you made small changes that you could stick to, and then once it became habit or lifestyle, you made another small change, Think about how far you could go over the course of a year or two years or three years, right? <clears throat> it's uh, it's almost limitless in comparison to what we tend to do, which is make these crazy goals and end up failing. And then what happens when you fail often is you lose confidence. And eventually, and studies will show this when it comes to weight loss, for example, people will lose weight, gain it back, lose weight, gain it back. And the odds that someone tries again go down each time that they fail. So after three, four attempts... <clears throat> A lot of people are like, I'm not doing this anymore. I totally give up. I think we also underestimate the value of just um, becoming aware of like these the six things we'll talk about. And even though they may seem simple as far as the goals, but I think just becoming aware of this is an area that mm -hmm. I, I want to focus on or even investigate in my own habits mm -hmm. and behaviors is tremendous value. I mean, we, mm -hmm. we talked before about you know, people like how much, uh, you know, they eat less just by tracking simply, not even putting parameters or saying, hey, I can't or can't or can't do this. Just by paying attention. But I, I really love mm -hmm. these categories. These are all categories that um, I plan to focus on in this coming year. And I like having this like intent of like, you know, I'm so I'm going to move the needle in the right direction on all these things, even yeah. if it's just a, a little bit and just become aware of my behaviors around all these, all these different aspects. Totally. Yeah. And what you want is that lowest barrier of entry. Uh, so that way, you know, it's, you can, it, the first step, I forget who said it, but it's like the first step is showing up. Like that's, yeah. that's literally the, yep. the one thing that you would need to consider. Uh, and, it, and it just, it just establishes that this is a new thing. And then um, you literally can navigate once you actually main, like you accomplish that first step. And that first step is everything. It's so simple, but it's so overlooked all the time. Now, that being said, I actually think uh, the first one that we have listed is going to be the most challenging. Of all the ones, I, I agree with you. Yeah. I agree that this will probably be the most challenging one. Uh -huh. Including we, myself. I, that's exactly 100%. I'm, I think this is, but I think this one has a huge impact and we Agreed. organized it this way because 
we all agreed that this, if you had a chance at dealing with this, this might be the best way to do it. So the first category is mental health. And mental health is, uh, you know, staving off things like anxiety, depression, maintaining good uh, mental outlook, feeling connection, connection, somewhat positive. We all know what it feels like to have, you know, we've all experienced poor mental health, like lose a lot of sleep or be distracted too often. And you, you know what cycle that looks like. Now there's a lot of things, by the way, in all these categories, there's tons and tons of things you can do, but we tried to pick ones that, again, like I said, were impactful, but you know, somewhat mostly realistic uh, for most people. Now, if we look at the modern landscape, I think most people can agree that one of the largest contributors to poor mental health today is social media. Oh yeah. Social media. Now I, I do want to be clear. Social media is a tool. So that doesn't mean social media is evil, but the way social media is designed, the, how distracting it can be and how it can distort your view of things because you're looking at perfect bodies or you're on political pages that just make you more pissed off about the other side, or you're reading alarming articles that can make dangers seem larger and cause fear and anxiety. Like social media has the ability to really uh, impact your mental health in a negative way. And it hasn't been around for a long time, but we're, which means we don't have a ton of studies, but the studies are showing that there is a very strong correlation to use of social media and poor mental health. And they used to think, well, it's, if you're sad, you're going to be on social media more and that's what's going on. But now we have better studies showing actually, um, although that also may be true, just being on social media a lot can cause or tends to cause uh, worsening mental health. I, I think just simply implementing this once a week fast yes. from it is going to bring awareness of all that. Like I, I didn't need anyone to point out, <laughs> and I don't think you either will anybody who does this, right? So if you've never done this before, and then you go, hey, you know what? Like <sighs> all day on Sunday or Saturday, whatever, pick your day. Mm -hmm. I'm going to completely fast from the internet. I'm going to stay This is up. my day of yeah. no social media. I don't think I need to tell you the benefits that you get from it. I think if you actually just do it, you will see. It's a, right. it's a, it's very, very obvious how much more present you are, how much better your connection is with the people that you're you're around, how productive you yep. feel, how positive your attitude. I mean, just the, it, it just the list keeps going on and on. And wow. a good thing to do while you're doing that is to really pay attention when you feel compelled. Yeah, that's what uh, you'll notice. To really kind of reach for it or you're on your phone making a call, but all of a sudden now it's, you know, your thumbs going across and you're hitting that uh, app to open it up again. You didn't realize that happened um, just to see how, uh, you know, you're, you're mentally just so drawn to this and, you know, dare I say addicted sometimes to uh, just, you know, peering in and seeing what the latest thing is that I need to know. You are either addicted or dependent, however you want to look at it. You know, you you depend on that when, I mean, I, I remember the first time doing this and like, forgetting that like wow i guess there was a time where i'd stand in a line and yeah and, and just ju wait and just yeah. wait quietly you know you looking ahead room, or maybe talking to a stranger yeah. in front of me or behind me yep. or going to the bathroom with nothing right having to maybe read <laughs> the a book yeah like it's or the back of look the people bottle. in the eyes it's <laughs> it's it's yeah. wild when when you do it the things that i think it reveals well you so. said something about um awareness with this so it's you can know something intellectually and say, yeah, I know I'll feel better. And I know that there's pro 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 you know, 
probably negative effects on my mental health. But when you fast from it for a day and you experience it, yep. it's very different. Yeah. Once you experience it, then you can, it's, it's a very strong motivator for awareness. Now you're like, oh, wow, I didn't know. And I'm telling you, I've done this before. It's hard. It makes you far more aware of how you're uh, affected by social media. And, th and the reason why we didn't say, you know, reduce your social media usage throughout the day or don't do it at this time or don't do it at that time is because when you fast for a full 24 hours, what you're going to encounter is you'll notice the benefits, but you mentioned this, Justin, you'll notice very clearly because it's a full 24 hours, how compelled you are to reach for it. Yeah. And that yeah. is a wonderful awareness to bring to yourself because then you go, I am somewhat addicted to this thing or it is making me somewhat impulsive. And so you just pick one day, one day a week. And what might help is to plan something during the day. Uh, you know, I some people may actually plan to go somewhere where there mm -hmm. isn't internet service to help them out. <clears throat> Nature like, is a great fix for that. 100%. I actually have to, I just have to, I have to leave it somewhere. Yeah, that's what I do. So I have to go plug it in upstairs in my room yep. and just like leave, because if it's it's near me, I think, I, I mean, I, I know this has happened where I've trained myself so much that subconsciously, you just grab it. And like I was using the example of being in line, like you just don't even think about it. You just reach for it and then you grab it. So yeah, and I think that's the idea. So starting off with this one, I think it's it's less about, you know, what exactly happens in the in the one day fast. And it's more about bringing awareness to it. And then I hopefully that promotes better behaviors the rest of the week. Right. Hopefully you become aware of all these yep. things that you do. Create and then discipline. Right. It. Right. And so now that you have this better awareness, when you, you self-regulate naturally throughout the week of like, oh, wow, I'm going to try and not do it this at this time and like cut back on this. And so hopefully that's what this this leads to. 100%. All right, so this next category is spiritual health. And so you may be wondering, what, is, what, what does that mean, spiritual health? Well, good spiritual health provides meaning to life's challenges. It, it, spiritual health helps you reframe tough things or um, you know things that when you're busy or maybe you're comparing yourself to other people or maybe you wish life was different or whatever. Good spiritual health it really does. It's like a 40,000 foot view. This is what Arthur Brooks says, right? It's this like 40,000 foot view of your life, of the world. And it does provide this kind of sense of meaning. And, it, and there are, look, I don't have to say this, but the data is very clear with this, with that people who have a consistent, regular spiritual practice live longer, uh, are sick less often, are better partners, they're better parents, they're more productive, they tend to be happier, they tend to suffer from depression, anxiety less. So this is a very important part of health. Yeah, I think it's just, it's very important because it's very humbling. Um, and it also helps to kind of alleviate yourself of this illusion that you can control a lot of what's happening. Yeah, uh, And to, to be able to realize there's forces out there way greater than you and the, the universe is humongous. Uh, and, um, you don't have to apply all that pressure, uh, to, you know, make sure you're controlling all of these details and like stressing yourself out so much. It's just a, a big release of, you know, I'm existing and I'm present in this and I'm thankful for being here. Totally. So here's the advice that we gave for spiritual health, five minutes a day. That's it. Five minutes a day dedicated to spiritual health. And it can look like this. It could be five minutes of prayer. If you are religious, you believe in God. It could be five minutes of meditation. It could be five minutes of breath work. Um, and then here's one I really like, five minutes of gratitude. What does that look like? That means for five minutes, 
I'm going to consciously write down or think about things I'm grateful for. And though that's, that could be considered spiritual practice. That's it. Just five minutes every single day. I like, I think I personally like to start the day this way because it does set the tone uh, for the rest of the day. Yeah. Either I've, Either one, I, I think it would be ideal. I mean, it's just funny. I think this is kind of like the working out thing and probably why you you gravitate towards that is because you're more of a morning person. I don't disagree that it would probably set the intentions for my day better if I did that. I found I was more consistent doing this at night. Oh, sure. Mm -hmm. I found that um, I- well, Which is the most important thing is consistency. Exactly. Yeah. So I, And so I do agree with you and I wish I was uh, more consistent in the morning time with doing it, but I found that- if I was if I was going to be consistent with doing this and adding this into my life, at the end of every every day, I would I would do this, and it's this to me has added. And I you know, I think when you say spiritual health, I, I know it's going to turn off a certain percentage of people because of the uh, the the religious tone that that, that yeah. comes with that. Um, but I mean, meditation and and breath work and and gratitude, gratitude fall right yeah. in line with that and. And I think that, and just dedicating five to 10 minutes of that to start with that, I think will will build. And, and here's a hack with it. This is how I started doing this because I found it difficult at first to just set aside five quiet minutes. I know that sounds silly, but if you try to do this every single day and you, if you don't do it now and you try and do this every single day, you'll find it's actually uh, somewhat challenging to be consistent. So what I did is I attached it to something that I did every single day where I wasn't distracted anyway. So for example, you could do this while you're taking a shower. I mean, you're already in the shower anyway. You're probably not going to have your phone or anything electronics. So you could do it there. I personally do it when I do the steam room. I tend to do the steam room after my workouts. I can't take my phone in there. I can't be distracted. I have to just sit there in the steam. And so it's a great, for me, it really helps solidify the habit of having this, you know, five minutes of a spiritual, for me, it's prayer you know, every single day. So that's something, that's just something that uh, I found it helps. So me. this, this started with me as a, a, um, self-awareness tool. So I, I, I've shared this once or twice before on the podcast, um, where I, I just started to take an account of all the things that happened throughout the day. And I've shared this with you guys before where I would unpack anything and everything that changed my state dramatically, both positively and negatively. So, you know, what, made me really happy today. So it was like, a reflection. Right, right. Like, oh, I, I I, did something nice for somebody and oh, wow, I felt really good inside. Mm -hmm. Oh, mental note, this is something to foster in my life and, and to do more of. Or, you know, somebody said something to me that, you know, set me off or triggered me or I reacted in a way that I don't like. Okay, what is that? Unpack that. Like, oh, wow, it's rooted in some insecurity that I have mm -hmm. or some inadequacy. So looking at it like that as a, as a growth tool um, by just unpacking my day, I found that, and I, I could do it laying in bed. I could do it laying in bed, just with, with the lights out, and you know, meditating, pray, whatever you want to, however you want to label it. Um, but I found that as an incredibly useful tool. Later on, I got better about actually getting up and writing it because I find that that reinforces the better behavior. So yeah, but I like how you started with a way that you, you could do that's right. consistently. Right. And then it progressed. That's right. And and I think that, and, and what progressed that was catching myself repeating some of these behaviors that I didn't like. And so mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, I'm going to write this down. Yeah. So this becomes something that I'm, I'm more proactive. I'm more aware of when it comes uh, or when it surfaces in my life. And I found this as a, a very, very powerful tool. And then later on, building the gratitude and other things on it. But mm -hmm. I think that's the key to this is 
starting somewhere simple and easy and becoming aware of the benefits of it. And then you can build upon it as you become more consistent. Now, you know, one thing before we continue with every one of these categories, what you, what you need to realize is you have to intentionally work on them in order to have health in them. None of these things happen by themselves. So good mental health doesn't happen by itself, right? Good spiritual health doesn't happen by itself. And none of the stuff we're going to talk about happens by itself. They happen when you, you're intentional about improving it. And again, start small. All right. So this next one is relationship health. So this is the health between you and the people around you. It could be your spouse. It could be your, your friends. It could be a family member. Humans are the most social creatures that we know of. Um, isolation is, uh, so profoundly unhealthy on humans. It's actually considered um, inhumane um, torture uh, by the Geneva Convention. I mean, it's, it is a, um, a big deal to have good relationships with people. Studies show that having poor relationships is at least as bad for you as smoking. I think it was, what, 20 cigarettes a day or something like that? We know how bad cigarettes are. We'll have bad relationships in your life and it's like you're smoking a bunch of cigarettes. So this is a very big deal. Um, So the thing that we advised here was that once a week, intentionally connect with someone. What does that mean? For me personally, I like to have a meal with somebody because we get to sit down, do something. And intentionally connect means that we're not distracted. I'm asking you how your day is. How's life been? What's going on? Let's let's connect and let's foster this relationship. Yeah, and I think too that um, people can take this for granted. Uh, in terms of you having dinners with your family, are you um, kind of going through the motions a lot? Yep. Uh, not having that intentional um, conversation that where you're, you're both um, there present and and really listening and and communicating and connecting with that person um, at, at a deeper level. So it's not just like a, a surface like we're we're kind of going through the routine of the week. Uh, and getting check-ins here and there. This is more of like, okay, let's let's both set that as our as our guide and try to to go a little further with it. Well, to that point, I think that you, in my opinion, you have to remove yourself from your your daily routine. Like, I don't, yeah. I, and I know it's not my place to say that, that doesn't count as relationship building, whether you know whether that works for somebody yeah, or not, yeah. but. I, I think for it to be really valuable or what I have found is really valuable to me is to, uh, to Justin's point is I have to, okay, we're going to leave the house, leave the normal routine. And we're either going to go to a dinner or go for a hike yes. or go do something um, that is, that is different than our normal routine. And I also like to pair this with the day that I'm fasting from tech so that it forces us. It to, works perfectly. Yes, because I I already want. Now you're not to, distracted. Yeah, I, I already want to connect on a deeper level as person. I want to make sure that I don't have any sort of distractions, and so we remove that. I also think that the person that you choose is important. I think that somebody you admire or respect or that you can confide in uh, is important when trying to to foster that. You know. You could get you could mistake this as a healthy thing by 
meeting up or hanging out with a toxic relationship, and this could have an adverse effect. You yeah. have that that friend that that I'm just, glad you said that that dumps their shit on you all the time, and you're like, well, I'm, I'm taking the advice from Mind Pump guys, and I'm going out with this person, <laughs> but all you do is yeah. you talk negatively about other people, and they or never you, listen to you, right? Or you listen all that in, yeah, you listen to their woes. It's like, no, this is this is somebody who you respect on a level to trust their advice and their opinions that and they they come from a place of love and and want to see yeah. a better version of you i think it's important that when you're working on this this relationship health that you're fostering relationships that are promoting growth and and self-development in yourself so be aware of which ones that you're trying to foster and it's not well, just your your drinking buddies a good litmus test <laughs> yeah. is um and i've heard this many times from different people a good litmus test is does the person celebrate your successes with you and do they mourn your failures with you? So if you bring a failure to somebody and they're like, oh man, like that really sucks. And you could tell that they feel for you. And when you succeed, you don't sense a little jealousy or competition. Like they're genuinely happy for you. That's a good relationship you want to foster. But it, it, it but back to your point, Adam, it's an intentional, like once a week, intentionally say, I'm going to connect with this person. Now, that doesn't mean you're not going to connect other times because that happens accidentally. Maybe you went for a walk after lunch with your friend or you're at work and you caught in conversation at the water cooler. This just means once a week, make sure you have a, a time where you're intentionally trying to connect with this person that you value and that's important to you. Um, and again, that makes a huge difference. By the way, I, I saw the benefits of this firsthand during the beginning of the pandemic. So when the pandemic mm -hmm. first started, uh, at the time, Jessica was pregnant. And so we didn't know much and we were afraid, like, oh my God, we don't want to get sick and whatever. And um, I intentionally FaceTimed people and I went through like literally like the you know Rolodex or whatever, like my aunt, my other aunt, my uncle, my grandmother, and we did it every single day. And it was amazing uh, how positive it was and impactful to intentionally call these people. Hey, how you doing? What's going on? Made a huge difference. All right. Now let's talk about physical health. Um, uh, this next tip sounds silly, okay? Sounds like nothing. But it has, I mean, studies show profound effects on your health. Mm -hmm. It affects your uh, insulin levels. It affects how your proteins are utilized in the body. Are they going to get shuttled to muscle or not? Um, it affects appetite later in the day, energy levels. And my favorite thing about this is it's super easy. Digestion too. It, digestion, it's super easy. And that's this. After breakfast, lunch, and dinner, walk for five minutes. Now, this doesn't necessarily mean you have to go outside and go for a five-minute walk. So what I do is after a meal at home is I stand up and I run around or play with my two-year-old for five minutes. That's it. So it could be anything. It could be literally, basically, it's don't just eat and then sit down and do nothing. Get up and for at least five minutes move. And again, it sounds silly, but the studies show that this has profound impacts on things like insulin, blood sugar, digestion, and health. And if you do the math, five minutes three times a day is 15 minutes a day. Do that by seven days a week, and you actually have like a significant amount of, uh, of activity that you just added to your, uh, to your day. So we didn't write this down, but I want to add this to the physical health one because I'm, this is going to be something I do. Uh, and I've talked, I just recently talked about this is uh, a sleep routine. So since we're addressing physical health, since we're doing things that I think are good, small, easy places to start, like these two things, add the five minutes of walking 
uh, every day after, after your meals and then build a sleep routine. And that looks different for everybody. So if you've never done a sleep routine, maybe just committing to a time that you always go to bed, or you've never turned your lights off, you know, after 6 PM and done like all, you know, or you've never done blue blockers after six, whatever that is. It's basically a routine to prepare for bed. Right. That's it. So create a sleep, sleep routine for yourself. And again, it could be, you know, by the way, the, the, one of the the reasons why this is so effective is it um, it sets the stage psychologically for sleep because we live in modern times and we have electricity. Um, it's our brains pr- basically think it's daytime until we put our head on the pillow, and it takes a second, more than a second, it takes something like an hour or two for the brain to process. Oh, it's it's time to sleep. Oh, it's time to kind of wind down. Now, for most of human history, that naturally happened because it got darker, 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 and the brain perceived this, and we all automatically had a sleep routine. Like, oh, it's getting dark. I'm not going to be roaming around because there's predators. Wrap it up quick. Here. Everybody gather around. Let's start the fire. And it just. And by the way, you do this with babies too. They'll teach you to help babies get better sleep to have a sleep routine. I don't know if you guys uh, you know yep. did this, but it's like. Oh, bath time, massage them with lavender, lotion. you know, lotion or mm-hmm. whatever, put the pajamas on and it helps them sleep better. So it could be anything, but, uh, and I recommend people do this for about at least an hour before bed. And it could be literally again, you know, lights off or no TV or chamomile tea or whatever before bed to, to create that routine. What's well, up point of both of those, uh, things with sleep routine and also like creating this walking, uh, habit. I mean, they, for me, anecdotally, uh, was huge because of the digestion component yeah. that was briefly mentioned. It, it, it was because that would carry with me into, uh, especially the, the first couple hours of my sleep. It was like, uh, I would know right away whether or not I was going to get good sleep or not, because it would affect uh, the way my body would react while I was sleeping. Uh, and to be able to, you know, properly digest the food, go through its motions, um, that helped me then to increase my quality sleep. Well, yeah. and notice, okay, we're the you know, resistance training revolution guys and, and deadlift squat bodybuilder dudes. And we didn't say anything about, uh, you know, training, weight training, even though we, we talk and we tout the benefits and uh, of that. But when you set goals like this, the idea is, I think these are some of the biggest rocks that start with this. We'll get there. Right. That a majority of people neglect. And even the people that are into working out are neglecting these, these small Mm -hmm. things that we can add into the routine. And then as you build momentum and consistency around those, these things will only help you be more consistent with the strength training, hopefully in the future. Yes. And I'm glad you said that this is beneficial for people who even work out that five minutes after breakfast, lunch, and dinner, even for people who are super fit, work out all the time. If you're not doing this and you you do it, there are health benefits. Again, studies will show this. But I tell you what, if we took every single inactive person in America and they all committed to a five-minute walk after breakfast, lunch, and dinner, I'll tell you right now, by the end of the year, if they were consistent, by the end of the year, they'd probably be adding strength training, extra cardio, extra activity. It would naturally happen. And again, that's the point yeah. uh, with what we're talking about here. All right. The next one is financial health um, and financial health is, isn't so much, am I rich? Am I poor? Because there's people who have a lot of money who have terrible financial practices and poor and really bad, uh, financial health. Really financial health is about your relationship to finances and the disciplines and structures that you have around money and money can be great. It can also be very bad for people. So we started with something really small 
Now, we kind of discussed whether or not we should set a percentage, but I think depending on the individual, this percentage can be different. But for yourself, set a percentage aside of your paycheck that's realistic for you. So if it's only 5% because you barely make enough to cover your bills, or it could be you know 30% because you make tons of money, whatever, set a percentage of every paycheck and say, no matter what, you know, for example, 10% is going to get saved. Open a new account, throw it in there, don't touch the money. So set a percentage and then stick to it. And that's a great practice. I, I, I really like this one. This is something that uh, Katrina and I actually just did this in the, the previous month. And I don't care how financially successful you are, how wealthy, how rich, how much money you make. Um, this exercise has tremendous value. Um, what I mean, what it did for us was it, it back to the whole topic of awareness. It just brought awareness to some of our spending habits, mm -hmm. things that we've allowed to slowly get out of control over the last few years and justified it because, oh, we work hard, we make money, we're yeah. saving, we're investing, therefore, who cares? But really what happened is like, oh, wow, this has really gotten out of control. The amount of money that we were spending at Target and Amazon and DoorDash, it was just like, this is ridiculous. Like, in the, and like, I don't care how much money we make, that's irresponsible to do that. Not to mention, if we were to just be a little bit more disciplined around that, what could we do to put that money to work, you know? And what, what, where could it benefit you know, us and other places? And so- yeah, I agree that this percentage is going to change for everybody, but the practice of this and it brings so much awareness around our own habits. I mean, I guarantee there's a percentage of people out there that fell into the same trap as I did where I don't know how many of these automate, uh, automatic paying services. Yeah, streaming was, services and apps. Yeah, streaming services and apps. Accounting for I wasn't even using. I think I've, I told you guys on the show the other day, I think it was like, what, a hundred and something or almost $200 worth of monthly reoccurring just fees. Just burned. Yeah, just yeah. lighting on fire. I'm not, I didn't even know that I was paying for because it, it, it automatically started after I tried some free trial shit. That's how they get you, right? Where they, yeah. oh, try this for the first three months and then it's fine print. It's like, and then we're going to start charging you after that. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't have to be that sophisticated. You just have to pay attention. I think that the first part of that really is to uh, understand where your spending habits are. Like, so you, you literally have to track it, you know, and like figure out like this month, this is where all the money went. And you look and see, and it just brings to light um, totally. things that maybe are pretty easy to um, get rid of going forward or easy for you to be able to carve off and do what you said, you know, get to that percentage that you want to save. So I think the key to, to this, and this is specifically to people that already run somewhat of a tight budget or don't make a lot of money. This is the conversation I was having with Katrina. Um, it's so important that you do it first right away when, before you do anything else. Because what happens, and this was kind of the thing that we went back and forth is when we were like assessing all the stuff, she's like, well, we needed to spend that money on the vet bill and Max needed this and this. And it's yeah. like, there's always going to be these things. And so in so or, if it's not there, that's right. So if it's not there, we'll figure it out. You know, we'll find a way. But when it's it's so accessible, we just justify running it, doing yep. it, keep going, keep going. Whereas if you carve that off right out the gates, you'll you'll be amazed on how resourceful you'll become or how you will naturally titrate yourself. Priorities will just stack up. Yeah, and the key the key here isn't how much money you're gonna save over the next year or two. The key here is developing a habit. So whatever your percentage is, there's no wrong answer here. Just pick a percentage you can stick to. That's it. Develop the discipline. Later on, this can definitely develop into, I want to save for this, or I want to save for that. But it's not because what happens if you get caught up in the money thing, 
you know, maybe it's 5% for you. And you're like, but that's only like, you know, that's only gonna be like a hundred bucks a month or 200 bucks a week or whatever, or whatever the number is. That's not worth it. Like, don't worry about the money. The key here is you set a percentage and you develop discipline around. And this is a big deal. By the way, this is why when you hear stories of like celebrities that I think, does it, was it you that just read about Evander Holyfield? How like, uh, I did. oh yeah, 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 he's like super broke. Like, yeah. These were like people making millions and millions of dollars. And it's like, how did they end up broke? Like what the heck happened? Or professional mm -hmm. athletes or, or musicians and artists. Well, they had no, they had no financial health, they had poor financial health, no discipline. And so they made all this money. And because they didn't have this discipline around it, uh, they ended up in this, you know. Listen, it's just situation. like nutrition with working out and being healthy. Yep. It's the same concept. It's yeah. not, this isn't about your body fat percentage or how buff you are. It's not about your bank account and how big it is. It's more about your relationship with money, just like it is about your relationship with food. Totally. It's not up to us to say you should be 5% or 7% body fat. Just like it's not up to us to decide whether you have millions of dollars in the bank account or hundreds of dollars, but it is important for overall health for you had to, to have a good relationship with money, one of the best ways to build a good relationship with money is first becoming aware of what your relationship totally. with money is. Totally. All right. The last one is intellectual health. And this is basically growth, intellectual growth, uh, where I can learn more, become more aware, challenge my old beliefs, right? All those, all those wonderful things. And really, this is a very, again, this sounds very simple, but if you do this consistently, it really does add up. And I do want to say, by the way, what you'll find with all of these, including the one I'm going to say, is if you're consistent with it, you'll find yourself doing more than the minimum. So you'll find yourself being like, oh, I'm consistent. And you know, I know it says five, you know, walk five minutes after breakfast. I ended up doing 10 minutes. I ended up doing 15 minutes. So this next one is just read for five minutes before bed every night, five minutes. And you can literally set your stopwatch. And by the way, make it a paper book because you're going to bed. Um, there's no electronic light on you. Or if you're going to read your phone or electronics, wear or audio blue light blocking glasses like Felix Ray's or audio. Yeah. But read a book or, you know, along those lines, just five minutes every single night. That's all. Just for five minutes, turn it off. Or if you're enthralled or you want to continue, you continue. But if you just dedicate yourself to five minutes, it's such an easy ask of yourself because it's only five minutes that you're much, you're much more likely to be consistent. Well, the, I think the key to these, um, the six of these is a lot of them pair up. Yep. Yep. Right. So a lot of these things you can go, oh, wow. Okay. Why I'm doing this, I'll also do that. And now you can, and by the way, you'll be more consistent if you do that. So if you actually choose, okay, this is what I'm going to do that, that works well. And I'm going to pair that with this one, because that's a new behavior. The more of these behaviors that you can pair together, the more likely you're going to be consistent with it. So when you actually start doing the total amount of time and effort towards these things, it's really not that crazy to ask yourself to be consistent with this. And they believe it or not, are things that really will move the needle when you think about overall health. Well, yeah, I'll give you an example. We said walk for five minutes after breakfast, lunch, and dinner. What if one of those five minutes you also read or listened to an audiobook? Right. So now you did both. What if another one of those five minutes, now it's lunchtime, you did your, your five minutes of prayer or meditation yeah. or breath work or gratitude? Now you've combined three things all into one right, right. makes it much more. And you bring uh, somebody with you on the next run or walk, and now you got that relationship. No, that's right. Then I mean, relationship 100%. one you do on the yeah. on the weekend, maybe it's a longer walk, and you spend it with a person. Yeah, you do that absolutely. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Pair so, these. So there you have it. Those are some things you can do, and if you do them, you will find by the end of the year, if you're consistent, that you will be a different person. Look, if you like our show, head over to mindpumpfree.com and check out our guides. We have guides that can help you with almost any health or fitness goal. You can also find all of us on social media. 
So Justin is on Instagram at MindPumpJustin. Adam is on Instagram at MindPumpAdam. And you can find me on Twitter at MindPumpSal. Thank you for listening to MindPump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at MindPumpMedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump. <laughs>